0: Hey there, welcome to Have Words With Her podcast. This is where we converse and explore all things health, empowerment, and reference. I am your host, Mandy, and I'm so glad you're here. I just wanted to take a moment to let you know what you're getting into by being here. As women, we need support from other women in this world, and so I'm here for it. I have learned some things in this journey called life, and I would like to share what I have discovered while on my path of liberation. I'm here to encourage, inspire growth, and healing while we cut it up a bit. I'm talking conversations with me and your inner her, some self-reflection, mindfulness, encouragement, sharing some hard truths, and restoration through healing. So join me as we evolve, build on our sense of self, and increase our faith. I look forward to growing with you. Our feelings shouldn't dictate our actions or beliefs feelings can actually lead us astray or stop us, hold us back. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of Have Words With Her, where we explore all things health, empowerment, and reverence. I'm your host, Mandy. Thank you for listening. I want to talk about some specific feelings that can lead us astray. The desire of love, worldly love, that is, belonging, doubt, and fear, when feelings and emotions consume us, Feelings about change. When we have such a strong desire to find love or feel loved or be loved, that's human nature, of course. But sometimes it skews our judgment. And what I mean is that we make hasty decisions based on that desire, want, need. Sometimes we choose the wrong people to feel a role or a spot that's meant for someone else because we are impatient (laughs) because we want to be loved so much because we feel like we should have a relationship we should have somebody because everybody has somebody because we we have plans for the future if we just hold tight a bit meaning regulate those feelings we might be Regulated enough to not make those hasty decisions. In existing relationships, we try and expedite change in our spouse to get them to be and do things in our relationships. Like so, so that we sometimes can create conflict and resentment if we just be patient and give grace. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That'd be me. Anyone else trying to? Change your spouse? No? Just me? Okay. (laughs) What I mean is that when we're not patient, when we go based on the desire of either wanting that change in our partner, in our existing partner, or we are trying to fill a spot real quick, right? Because we want to feel loved. We want to, we want to, I want to be in a relationship. Oh, uh, relationship goals, right? Isn't that what they say now? Um, because you see the outside of someone's relationship that seems great, right? And you want that for yourself, and you want that for yourself so much that you just be, go putting any old body in there all willy-nilly without. And then what happens is we, re- we realize that person wasn't necessarily the greatest fit for that. And then on the active relationship part, what we do is we try to change our spouse or get them to be a particular way, not now, but right now to the point where we're like hovering over or we're demanding and it creates a conflict, creates a conflict. It can create resentment. And then you're still not satisfied, right? Because you're still being motivated by those feelings. Now you've upset the other person or people in your life. Does that resonate with anyone? No? Just me? Okay. (laughs) The desire to be liked, wanted, or to belong will have you making uh, unwise decisions. What do I mean? We do it all the time with social media. We do stuff that we don't necessarily do or portray ourselves to be something that we are not on social media all the time for someone to be like, Oh, I like that. Or (laughs) I know the way when, when we talk about it in this way, it seems so frivolous. It seems so dumb, right, that we would do something like that. But it's all rooted in feelings, the desire to want to be needed, liked or belong or to fit in, you know, we that fit in part is the longing to belong. So sometimes we jump through hoops and bend over backwards. You know, I say that a lot, bend over backwards. And that sounds like it hurts. And uh, the reality is, even though it's just a figure of speech, it really does hurt. Because we do all the things against ourselves in order to fit in or to feel like we belong. The thing is, y'all, when we do this, we are doing this for a particular type of person or group of people, right? And that is, okay, so we've we've all done it in some shape or form, right? Where we've done something to be liked or to give a good impression or whatever, right? But when it's done incessantly, when it's done because, and, and we're, and we're, doing the bend over backwards, you lose yourself, right? When the driving force of your actions and beliefs is to fulfill the desire to belong. When I say trying to fit in, I mean that, that those types of people, the group of folks that don't respect your individuality, the judgy folk, the hurtful toxic folk, Nine times out of ten, whenever we're bending over backwards to fit in with those people, those people have those types of personalities. Because I found in my life, the people that I can be myself or felt that I could be my genuine self and I didn't have to put on face or anything like that around are the people that weren't judgy. Are the people that were accepting people that didn't look at you in a particular way or because you didn't do this or do that or do that or whatever Those people, you you don't feel compelled to jump through hoops for. You might initially, but then you get that comfortable feeling. I hope that I'm one of those people for people. I hope I'm one of those people that people just feel comfortable being themselves around. Anyway, when you lose yourself to belong with those types of people that The judgy folk and the toxic folk and the limiting folk, you ultimately hurt yourself. The bending over backwards, the idea of it hurts, (laughs) and when you actually do it figuratively, it does hurt. Those same people that you'd be bending over backwards for will leave you high and dry. So you see how these feelings and desires can cause one to make unwise or unhealthy decisions when we are motivated by them. So let's talk about doubt and fear. Oh, yeah. Why are doubt and fear for me like too close? I need. I think they need to leave my circle. Um, <laughs> I'm too well acquainted. When we are faced with fear, it stops us in our tracks. It paralyzes us because we don't get past the what if. Y'all, y'all ever experience this? that scenario that plays in your head when you're about to do something either new or different maybe your spirit has been saying oh you need to do this thing and it's not conventional you know it's not you're not thinking that the family is going to accept it or you know your parents are going to be proud of it or you know what are people going to think that kind of thing and just the thought of that is enough to paralyze you Enough to keep you from moving forward to see, well, what if? I think that's the thing that keeps us, the fear of failure keeps us from actually living our best lives and exploring areas in our lives that we could be very fruitful in. When you're traveling down the road of the unknown and uncertain, that's scary. It scares us. So... When we have the scenario play in our head about the what-ifs, right, it plays over and over. We never get past the what-if, and that keeps us in fear. It's like we ruminate over the worst-case scenario, and really what it is is just false evidence appearing real, that fear. Those are the type of scenarios we have playing over in our head, so... I, I had this revelation. I'm like, so well. What if? So what's my fear? And what if that actually happens? What if I do this creative thing? What if I paint this picture and put it up for sale, and my family and friends don't support it? What if? What? You still posted it up. That's what it means. It's still for sale. And who knows, maybe it's not meant for your family or friends to buy that thing. Or to support your small business. You know, maybe it's not for that. Because sometimes, you know, <laughs> the people that we're thinking that's going to support us don't. This is the reality. We know this. We talked about this before. What if your in-laws don't like you? What? you trying to make a good impression. You're trying to do all the things. Oh, and the reality is nothing. If they don't, nothing. If your family and friends don't support your small business, what's going to happen? Nothing. But the fear of, oh, well, what if, let's go expand outside of that and say, well, what if I put, I, I say paintings because I paint and I'm creative and I do arts and crafts and stuff. And so what if I do this, right? What if I put this out there and no one buys it? No one does this. Well, then you just created. it. It's not the end of the world is what I'm trying to say. And sometimes just that fear alone is something that prevents us from moving forward. What if I go to college and I realize that what I majored in is not where my passion is? I find out later that that's not where. Well, it's good that you found out. Hopefully you find out sooner than later. But you can always pivot that. You can always, you know, move in another direction but better to know it, better to be in tune with yourself, right? Sometimes we just get caught up in these, what ifs, we never get past that. So I'm, and and I'm, I'm one of them. Shoot, this is a new, this is a new thing for me. You know, I mean, even with this podcast, I'm being obedient, y'all, with this podcast. I don't pay attention to who listens or how many likes or how many downloads or anything I get it's just who hears this is who hears this this is not necessarily for me so much as it is for my service to the world this is what I'm giving to the world because I ain't got no money like that but anyway <laughs> um if, if believe me if I was a billionaire people uh, the whole the rest of the world would be benefiting from it but um but this is my service to the world and but I did have these Anxious feelings about what if, well, what if I say something wrong or what if that comes out the wrong way or what if, you know, this and that. And it's like, well, what if you're human and people going to be people? But that shouldn't keep us from pursuing. That shouldn't keep us from fulfilling joy and and pursuing joy and enjoying our everyday lives, it shouldn't keep us, right? Not fear. Okay, so, like I said, what if? Most times, nothing. Most times, we have these little, like, scary, little nightmarish, you know, false evidence appearing, real scenarios going on in our head. And the reality is, is like, nothing really happens. It's really not as eventful as we are scary enough to believe that it is. But, okay, so when I was preparing for this, immediately this topic was like, okay, well, in business, there is some scariness, right? There is some, oh, there's risk assessment. What if I put my life savings into this and it doesn't work out? So there's some true, like, risk factor, risk assessment that goes into Even the emotional parts, emotional decisions, fears, you know, like, what if I marry this person and it don't work out? (laughs) What if this is the wrong person? What if I'm mistaken and it's not my lifelong for the rest of my life partner? Uh, (laughs) What if I put my money into this business and it fails? You know, if it's your life savings and it's like, oh, wow. But also you know you can keep going right but there is true risk factor and it's important i think that's the that's an aspect that we do need to think about what is the risk involved what is the true risk sometimes though we do we do need a plan a plan for action with a risk assessment but sometimes it's countering the fear with truth and positivity. So sometimes it's just about having faith. For, for example, like I can't sit back and think about all the things that can go wrong by taking a chance. So I'm in, I'm in the middle of something right now. I ain't saying, but I'm in the middle of something right now. And I can't sit back and be like, Oh, what if, and all this and all that. I can't. Anytime that starts to rear its ugly freaking face, in my face, this fear, <laughs> I have to be like, nope, I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know, insert um, comparison and, and uh, inadequacy and all that other stuff, those feelings that come involved, that are involved with the doubt and the fear. Like, I can't, I can't be sitting back for real thinking about all the things that can go wrong because for me, it is... One of those things that actually will prevent me from moving forward. I know this. I know that I might ruminate on the risk. And then that will prevent me from moving forward. And that will prevent me from taking a chance. If I'm afraid of what might go wrong, if I, an example, I'm trying to pursue a career or find another job. If I sit and think about all the things that can go wrong, I just won't. It'd just be paralyzing for me, personally for me, right? So sometimes I'm in the, right now I'm in the mode of, I'll cross that bridge whenever I get to it. Y'all know what I'm saying? Sometimes, for people like me, sometimes a risk assessment can be paralyzing. And that's because I'll go into the the real risk assessment and the false evidence appearing real type fear, and that would just be the end of me. <laughs> Sometimes for some people, it's comforting to have a plan for some, you know, risks to have a plan in case something fails. Like, okay, well, you know, and then for sometimes it's, it's it's also a self-sabotaging thought, thought process. I've also like, oh, don't let me do this in case it fails. And, and I've already, I'm already putting it in my thought process as a potential for failure. So if you're a positive thinker and you just want to be front face forward positivity. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to be so focused. I'm not letting doubt fear get in the way, which is me right now. I can't think about it. I'm saying this is going to be successful and that's, that's just how it's going to be. Some people can operate a little differently. So some people find that comfort in the risk assessment and then knowing all the things and how to pivot if something occurs. Okay. All right. So I ruminate over, I become paralyzed because then I'm consumed in the fear and the doubt. So when most emotions consume us, we are led astray. Are we, basically, our emotions, lead us astray when they are consuming us. So there are other situations when emotions can take over and consume us. Uh, hello, I know this too well, unfortunately. I have fallen down the rabbit hole of emotions many times, many, many times, and it sucks. It sucks. It's mind altering. It's like being in a state of everybody, you know, meaning the person or the people involved, hates me. I suck. And it's like being flooded with all the crappy emotions that make you feel like less than, worthless and unlovable. It just sucks. Honestly. Anybody relate? When this happens, friend, first be kind to yourself. Allow time for you to regulate. For me, it's naming how I feel and allowing my body to process the emotions. Did you know our nervous system is connected to our emotions? When you feel intense negative emotions, note how your body reacts and responds, like your heart rate, your breathing, sweaty palms, for example. I found it helps to regulate me, my body, by taking deep breaths, or going to do something physical, like walking or roll machine, or singing, because that's breathing. <laughs> The important thing is to regulate and not react. That is, respond to other people based on the feelings that you're feeling. Because those consuming emotions will have you responding in a way. It's almost having that catastrophic mindset for a moment. Because for me, it was in the moment. In the moment when I'm down the rabbit hole, it's like everything is all consuming. It's... If, if I'm down a rabbit hole and I feel disrespected, then for even though it's an isolated moment, I might feel that as a whole. Oh, you don't respect me. I don't know if that makes any sense. So right now, I'm at a place where I can regulate, and I've identified the root cause to most of these rabbit hole reactions. But per usual, I'm going to advise you to seek some professional help. If you haven't yet. This will help you identify. What and why. You are experiencing. These feelings. In my opinion. And it's just my opinion. It's so worth it. Y'all. Therapy has revealed to me. There's many different ways. I'm operating. That are not necessarily. Healthy for me. So. If you're feeling like you're having these rabbit hole experiences, and I don't know if you understand what I'm feeling, but the description I just gave you, like that's my experience. So you might be experiencing something different, but even if you feel like you are consumed with your emotions and your feelings, maybe not all the time, but sometimes it's still worth considering getting some professional help to help you identify the root causes of those. And then that way you can work on that. And so, cause those, those, even if they're just moments, they suck. They suck. And I don't want to be a slave to my emotions. And in those moments, even though they're short-lived, hopefully they're short-lived, you know, it still sucks. And I don't want to be a slave at any point in time. Right? Right. So, as with the things that we just talked about before, the fear and the doubt, wanting to be loved and belong, There are feelings regarding change. So when there's change, you are forced to make a change or pivot. Then there are some feelings involved that may prevent us from either making the necessary change within us or our environment or will keep us from accepting the forced change, meaning a life event that we have no control over. Either way, feelings are most likely involved when, there's, when these things occur. So, feelings like frustration, disappointment, discomfort, sadness, grief. I know every single one of us has experienced a forced change. Something happens in life. Something we wish that we could control. That if we had control over, it wouldn't have happened. Right? And so... It's human nature to not really like change. Hmm. Yeah, I said it. We don't like to change. We don't want to change. We want to stay the same. Changing takes too much effort. Even as we're talking about not letting our feelings and emotions dictate our actions and beliefs, that is a change within itself. That feels uncomfortable within itself. Come on now. Let's keep it honest. Right, So I want to highlight the importance of acknowledging our feelings and emotions, where they come from, why they are happening, etc. But I also want us to acknowledge that if we are not careful, we can allow our feelings to direct how we think and what we believe. Uh, I can spend hours talking about how I've let this very thing happen to me. And I can honestly say, it hindered me a lot. So much so, I feel like I'm truly just now in my 40s, whatever, coming out of it. I said it. Yeah, mm mm-hmm. I'm making my way. Slowly but surely, making my way. So I'm not completely out of the woods with it, of course. (sighs) Old habits die hard, but I'm better than I was before, and that is enough to be celebrated for me. I say this to say, friend, we will forever always be works in progress. Once we've conquered one thing, another will replace it. Such is life, right? But the beauty of it all is that we try to enjoy life in the most healthy way possible. At least that's what my God puts in my heart. Be a good person to others and to yourself, and let not your feelings be the ruler of you. So on a spiritual note, allowing ourselves to be swallowed by our emotions is the enemy's playground. So friend, be alert and be of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And that's First Peter 5.8. So I have to practice regulating all the time, but I am better for it. I'm more peaceful. I'm more joyful. I am not my feelings. I hope this helped. Till next time, be kind to yourself. Hey girl, thanks for listening to Have Words With Her. I hope you enjoyed. Did you know you can also find me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Have Words With Her? Be sure to follow and subscribe to have access to the latest Have Words With Her episodes, video, and content. Let's support each other. Make sure you share with a friend to encourage them so that we all are evolving, building our sense of self, and growing in our faith. I hope you continue to join me on this journey of healing and exploring ways to be our best selves. Till next time, be kind to yourself.